The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you really know the connection between your teeth and the rest of your health? Did you know that problems in your body can affect your teeth and vice versa? If you have silver fillings, what could they be doing to present a toxic environment to your system? Welcome to the Tooth Body Connection with Dr. Dawn Ewing. In this program, you'll learn about precautions and safe practices in order to keep your teeth and the rest of your body at safe and healthy levels of life. Now, here is Dr. Dawn Ewing. Hello, I'm Dr. Dawn Ewing. I'm the Executive Director of the International Academy of Biological Dentistry and Medicine. This is a group of doctors, both dentists and physicians, that get that what happens in your mouth could affect your health. So we want you to pay attention to this hour as we query our guest, Dr. Bob Kulatz, who is going to talk to us about some toxic teeth. Dr. Kulatz graduated from the University of New York College of Dentistry, and has been practicing dentistry for quite some time, and at one point had a paradigm shift. And just like myself, most of us that are in this area of uh, dentistry and medicine have all had something happen either to us or someone close to us. And so I would like to introduce our speaker and hear his story. So Dr. Kulatz? Hi, Dawn. Great to be with you. Thank you. So, yeah, you're, you're right, Don. I, I went to NYU Dental School and graduated in 1986 and pretty much was your standard, normal, everyday dentist, just doing what I was taught in dental school and going to work every day, doing root canals, doing mercury fillings, making a, a, you know, a good living, and you know, life was all good. And then I would say it happened about 1994. Four, I had a patient come in, and actually somebody you would all know, a famous actor, came in to me and said, you know, my health advisor told me that root canals may be a problem, that root canal teeth may cause disease. And I said, you know, you're crazy. Who's telling you that? They're, they're out of their minds. Tell me who told you that. I'm going to go out. I'm going to research this uh, topic for you. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to tell you where they're crazy and the ADA is right and right on the money. So I went out, and I started to uh, research this topic, and it led me to the IAOMT meeting where I met Dr. Boyd Haley. And Dr. Haley said, you know, I'm going to give a lecture today on, on mercury amalgam, but I'm going to tell you, that root canals are even worse. So that was the start of my journey. Once I heard that, heard his lecture, and started to research and look at all of the old information that was going back at the 1920s where they knew about oral infections from root canal teeth and how they can cause disease. And I said, oh, my God, I'm wrong. He's right. I went back to my patient and told him that, and from that day on, I changed my practice. Wow, so you gave up not only doing the mercury fillings, but you also gave up doing root canal teeth? Everything. Okay, so... Everything. When you see the science and you're open to it and you're, and you're not closed down by the ADA paradigms and you look at it objectively, you can only do one thing. If you're ethical, you have to say, I can't do this any longer. I have to do where the science tells me I should be. Right. So I stopped doing it. You know, and it turns I, out I ended up uh, really focusing my practice mainly on just surgery where I was, you know, extracting root canal teeth, cleaning out cavitations, uh, handling a lot of, it, unfortunately, a lot of these people's medical problems in conjunction with their physicians because most of their MDs were not familiar with how the dental aspect of a patient's problem could be such a big factor. So 
my whole practice uh, until I, I was forced out by the New York State Dental Board was um, for the last 10 years of my practice was just, just treating people who were sick from oral infections, mainly root canal teeth and cavitations. Yeah, so let's talk about this for just a second because just today I had a patient in my office and uh, I was doing some testing on her and found an infected root canal. And so we started having the conversation, and I started it by asking her, do you understand when I tell you you have a tooth that's been root canal? Do you understand what that means? And she didn't have a clue, not a clue what that meant. So I had a discussion with her and drew on a piece of paper so that she could better understand the fact that that tooth had been taxidermied. But I'd love to hear your description for the listeners. What exactly is a root canal, and why is it done? That's a great question. You know, people think that root canals are, you know, just a, once they're done, they're a very benign procedure, and that tooth is going to be pain-free and not going to be infected any longer, and it's going to stay in the mouth and cause no problems. The problem is that root canals are usually done because, you know, a cavity or decay has breached the inside pulp tissue of the tooth and infected the nerve. That infection can travel all the way down the whole root canal system right into the jawbone. And it also infects the body of the tooth. Now, we, people think that the tooth itself is solid, but it's not. As, we, as you know, the tooth is composed of millions of dentinal tubules, like a very porous little canals, like a sponge. So once the infection gets into that pulp tissue, it then migrates into the lateral canals, into the body of the dentinal tubules of that tooth, and it soaks that tooth with infection. Now, a root canal, what it does is it takes out the main hollow uh, root canal, uh, the main hollow pulp and nerve tissue that runs from the top of the tooth all the way to the tip of the, of the root. And when you take that, that nerve tissue out, there's no more pain. The pain is gone because you remove the nerve. The dentist then tries to widen and shape that canal so that he can put in a filler in the attempt to seal that root canal system. Usually they can, they can do that and patients will be pain-free. Even the x-rays may look good, but we have a problem here. The problem is that we can never, ever sterilize the body of that tooth. There's always going to be infection there. And the infection does not stay put. The ADA, the American Dental Association, says that, A, they say that the bacteria that are in that root canal tooth are entombed inside that root canal system and can't get out. And they say, B, that any infection around the tip of the root can travel to other parts of the body. Well, both of those statements are incorrect. Uh, To illustrate that, I'm going to jump ahead here with you, Don, but there was a study in 2013 by Pesci and others in the Journal of Circulation that showed that oral bacteria, the bacteria from root canal teeth and from gum disease, were found in the coronary artery plaques in people with heart disease and also in the blood clots of the heart attack patients. With people who had heart attacks, they had the, the blood clots that would cause a heart attack. These same bacteria from root canal teeth and from, from the gum pockets were found in these plaques in the blood clots. And they knew this because they could test the DNA of the bacteria and they could confirm that the same DNA, the same bacteria, were, have traveled from the mouth to the heart. So there's no longer any speculation. These bacteria do travel. They, they move out of that tooth. They move out of the gum area. They get into the circulation, and they go other places, and they cause problems. Yes. Now, we know that not only from root canals, but also people who have periodontal disease, specific bacteria really being implicated in cardiovascular disease. So it's just super important that, first off, you take care of your teeth. Nothing is as good as what God gave you. Prevention is truly the key to all of this because once you end up with this bacterial infection and you end up having a root canal done, short of having the tooth taken out, there's absolutely nothing that will sterilize the inside of that tooth. 
nothing. No laser, no ozone, nothing will do that. And the other issue is that they become more infected over time because normal teeth, live teeth, vital teeth, have a positive fluid flow. They, they, there's a, a positive, uh, like, a, like, a, like a stream of fluid that runs from the inside of the tooth out through those hollow dental tubules, out through the outside of the, of the uh, root surface. So any bacteria that wants to, would want to migrate in from the gum pocket is usually washed out with that positive fluid flow. Well, a root canal tooth, you have no fluid flow. It's a dead tooth. So now there's nothing to prevent that bacteria from migrating in. So even if that tooth is relatively uh, sterile, when the root canal was done, let's say the root canal was done because of a vital exposure or trauma, it will become more infected over time. Yes, as, as that reverse tubule flow. And, you know, Loma Linda did some research where they found that just simply introducing sugar into a person's system, and for their research they were using tubes and bypassing the oral cavity and introducing the sugar into the digestive tract, and they found that just introducing sugar into the system would reverse the tubule flow to the inside of the tooth. So now you're taking bacteria from the mouth and carrying it into the inside of the tooth. Right. So, you know, the, the, yeah, the, I, that, that sugar study is, is correct, but you know, the body, when it's a vital tooth, you know, there's, there is a blood supply to that tooth, so you have a fluid flow, you have immune cells in there, but when there's no longer fluid flow, there's no longer any blood supply to that tooth, it becomes dead. Everything that gets in there can't be attacked by the immune system, can't be flushed out, and it becomes more and more toxic over time. Yeah, and we need listeners to understand that, you know, the tooth has been opened up and the nerve and the blood supply removed. So even if you identified that you had an infection in that tooth and you tried to do conventional therapy, which, of course, would be antibiotic therapy, the antibiotics circulate in the body but can't get to the inside of the tooth where all this bacteria is breeding and multiplying. Exactly, exactly. There's no longer a blood supply. The, the definition of a root canal is you're, you've removed that blood supply, that nerve, that pulp tissue. You've taken it out. So even if it was you know, a, a partially live tooth, when you went in, when you do the root canal, you've effectively eliminated any chance of any antibiotics, antibodies, white blood cells from uh, you know, controlling the infection that gets inside that tooth. You can't do it. Right. Well, we're going to take a short break. If you're interested in finding a biological dentist that can help you determine whether you have a problem or help take care of a problem that you may have in your mouth as far as an oral infection, I'm going to encourage you to go to our website, www.iabdm.org. Or if you need to, you can email me and we will help try to get you connected with a doctor or a dentist. When we come back, we're going to talk about why an infected tooth can't be sterilized. We'll be right back. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. How is your health? Do you want to know more about it? Every day there are new technologies, procedures, and healing techniques coming forward. To understand them, tune in to Speaking of Health with Dr. Michael Cudlis. Our guests come from different backgrounds in the fields of health and healing. We'll discuss new realities and modalities, from chiropractic to metagenics. It's all designed to improve your quality of life. Speaking of Health is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. All around the outermost rim of the shield, he set the mighty stream of the river Oceanus, creating Achilles' shield in Homer's The Iliad, Book 18. Rachel Carson in The Sea Around Us said, All at last return to the sea, to Oceanus, the ocean river, like the ever-flowing stream of time, the beginning and the end. 
Moyer's Environmental Dialogues with Dr. Rob Moyer offers lively dialogue and revealing narrative inquiry into how individuals are overcoming obstacles and creating a greener and blue planet Earth. Tune in Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on the Green Talk Network. You are listening to the Tooth Body Connection. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Dr. Don at drdon.net. That's drdon at drdon.net. Now, back to the Tooth Body Connection. My name is Dr. Dawn Ewing, and today we are speaking with Dr. Robert Kulatz of New York, who has authored two books. One is The Root of Disease, and the second is The Toxic Tooth. Both of those are really catchy names. Tell us, Dr. Kulatz, if somebody wanted to email you a question or get in touch with you, what would be the best way to do that? The best way would be through my email, drkulots at yahoo.com, D-R-K-U-L-A-C-Z at yahoo.com. Okay, great. And so, you know, when, when we left off before the break, we were talking about why an infected tooth can't be sterilized. And I need for people to understand that microscopically, if you sectioned a tooth, long-wise, and you could look at the tubules that we were just talking about, they look like uh, little trenches with a marrow in there, that's the dentin, and that marrow would be likened to looking at a soup bone and looking at the marrow inside of the soup bone. And over time, as that breaks down and kind of degrades, you know, God put bacteria on this planet to scavenge dead flesh, and, and that bacteria is just doing what it was designed to do. So it makes its way into your body, finds a microfracture in the tooth, or works its way into where that dying flesh is, and it just starts multiplying. All it needs is a moist, warm environment, and your body is just a perfect incubator for, for breeding all this bacteria. So Dr. Kulatz, I would like you to answer the question, why is it you can't completely sterilize an infected tooth? That's a great question. As you mentioned, the tooth is porous. It's composed of millions of dentinal tubules. Now, if the tooth was solid, like, you know, stainless steel, and there was no porosity, and it was just a, a main canal running the length of that root, well, then you can probably sterilize it because you'd be able to, you know, widen and shape that, that uh, root and you'd be able to irrigate it thoroughly, clean it out, and seal it. And there'd be no porosity to allow bacteria to migrate in. But the problem is that teeth are not solid like steel. They're, they're very porous. So when you have infection that inside that, uh, that main canal system, these bacteria work their way into those porosities. And the bacteria are small enough that they can fit into each one of those tubules three across. So the tubules are not that small. They're actually pretty big for bacteria. And once that bacteria soak into those tubules, you can irrigate with strong chemicals like bleach. Uh, and that will get partway into the tubules, but it won't go all the way through from the, from the inside of the root system to the edge of the root. So you may get a little bit of... Uh, of removal and killing of the bacteria with irrigation, but you won't sterilize the dentin all the way through. You could try a laser, but laser light is straight light. Laser, by definition, is a straight line light. So you'll sterilize the main canal, but you won't get that light, that laser light, moving laterally to sterilize the dentinal tubules all the way through to the end. You could try ozone. Again, you'll get some more sterilization, but you won't get it permeating all the way through those tubules into all the dentin, dentin that's become infected. So we can do a lot of things to, uh, to reduce the bacterial load, but nothing will sterilize that tooth. It's impossible. Yes, and of course, even if we could sterilize it because there's still flesh left in the tooth and there's no product that we know of that can go in and hobgobble out all that 
decaying flesh in those tubules, then new bacteria is just going to make its way back in there. I, I, I remember Boyd Haley when he had his company ALT, and we were looking at the inhibition of enzymes that had to do with the production of ATP from the bacteria that was being propagated inside these root canal teeth. And it was just amazing the reduction in ATP for a person's entire body just based on the bacteria from one root canal tooth, much less some people come in and they have multiple root canal teeth. Exactly. We talked about Dr. Haley's test and all the inhibition of enzymes in our book. And it's, it's, it's mind-boggling how toxic these teeth really are. Yeah, so what made you write the first book? Oh, man, the first book. I had so many you know, patients coming in asking me the same questions. So I thought, well, the best way to, to get this information out would be to write a book. Let's see if we can compile all those questions, all the information, all the, the history uh, of this uh, issue and put it into a book. So I called my friend, Dr. Tom Levy, and said, Tom, what do you think? You want to write a book with me? And he said, let's do it. So the first book came out in 2002, The Roots of Disease. And that book, uh, it was good. Uh, Very proud of it. But um, it ended up causing problems for me because the dental board of New York State came after me. And they wanted to revoke my license. So I, I tell the story in, in, the, in the book, but long story short, I caught them in, in a setup, in a, a, a sting operation, basically. And I have my license, but I realized I'll never go back to practicing. Uh, it, it's, the system is not gamed and set up if you want to rock the boat. Yes, that's true. Um, I know I served on the Texas State Board here in Texas, and, you know, there's... There's a lot that goes on in the alternative world that is good for people that conventional really tries to squash good, decent therapy. When we're talking about the American Dental Association, you know, they state that root canal teeth can't cause or contribute to any type of systemic disease. Would you care to comment on that? Well, that's like, that, that statement always boggled my mind. It's the same way they, many dentists still believe that, you know, mercury it does not come out of amalgam, that once the mercury is combined with the other metals, that it's chemically stable. In, in medicine, when you have an infection, a localized infection, these bacteria can travel to other parts of the body. In, in any infection, be it your toe, be it your, uh, your gallbladder, you can have bacteria that get into your system and travel. Where do they think that an infection in a, in, the, in a root canal tooth cannot travel to other parts of the body. We, we now know, we see it through DNA analysis, we, we, we find these bacteria, we can mark them, we, we, we know that they do travel, but they don't want to admit that a procedure that is a very high income generator per unit time may cause problems. I mean, this, there are... 20 or 30 million root canals done every year times how many years people are alive. There's lots of root canals out there. If they were to say and admit that these root canal teeth potentially can cause disease in other parts of the body, could you imagine the implications? I mean, the insurance companies would have to start covering this. The lawsuits would be huge because there was no informed consent. I mean, dentists were telling people you do a root canal, it's going to be fine. And, they, and many still believe that they, they sterilize that tooth. But nobody's told these patients that these teeth are not sterile and these bacteria can travel. So it would, be, it would make the tobacco lawsuits look small. Right. You know, I, I think that people don't understand that when they have a root canal done that the tooth ha- will likely have to be retreated over and over again. They, they, they think that it's a permanent solution. They're having a crown put on it, and short of decay happening at the margin of where the crown fits the tooth, there would be no reason they would ever have to have this tooth retreated. And yet many, many people still have a great awareness or even pain associated with the tooth because an accessory canal wasn't cleaned out or 
um, there's a, another canal in the tooth that the dentist couldn't even find. Exactly. And, and even, even the conventional way to determine whether a root canal is a success or not, dentists will use x-ray and they'll use symptoms. If the patient has no symptoms and the patient shows no pathology on a regular two-dimensional x-ray, then they will deem that root canal a success. Well, now that we have, a, we have 3D cone beam x-rays and we can see in front and behind these roots of these teeth, it's now been established that over 90% of the, the successful root canals that were deemed good, that showed no pathology on a 2D x-ray, actually have pathology when looked at on a 3D scan. So even by their standards, if you use the cone beam x-ray, they're all failures. Right. Well, we're going to take another short break. If you're interested in finding a dentist that understands the connection between some type of infection in your mouth and maybe something that's going on with your health, go to our website, www.iabdm.org. Or if you're a practitioner and you're listening to this show and you would like more information, we offer courses so that you can find this out for yourself. You know, don't don't believe us if you don't want to. But when you look at the hard science, it's really hard to turn away from it. So we'll be right back just shortly. Thank you. dog barking or an angel singing then you know that you're listening to waking up in america heard every wednesday at three pacific time valerie kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential adventure is always a must on waking up in america with valerie kirkard every wednesday at three pacific transformational healing includes energy medicine as well as hands-on healing Tune in every week to Transformational Healing with Dr. Bonnie Morrow. If you want to know more about the business and science of energy fields, chakras, and the medical and spiritual community, join our expert guests as we work together to bring you closer to your personal health vision. Transformational Healing is heard live every Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. You want to have the highest quality of life possible, and you want to live as healthy a life as possible, so you can do everything you want to do. But there are all kinds of myths with regard to what's right, what's healthy, and what is best. Debunk that misinformation by tuning into Shattering the Status Quo with Dr. Michael Quast. You should be able to make your own choices with your health and your life, and you should be well-informed to make those choices. Tune in every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. You are listening to the Tooth Body Connection. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Dr. Don at drdon.net. That's drdon at drdon.net. Now, back to the Tooth Body Connection. I'm Dr. Dawn Ewing, the Executive Director of the International Academy of Biological Dentistry and Medicine. This week, we have Dr. Kulatz, who is the author of The Roots of Disease and the Toxic Tooth. And he's here to discuss with us the problem with root canals and health as it relates to the toxicity of the root canals. And, you know, we were just discussing uh, how a root canal is done. And, of course, most physicians don't even understand when you talk to them about a root canal my analogy that I use to a lot of the physicians is if you had a finger and it became gangrenous, then you made an incision into the tissue and tried to take out as much of the nerve and the blood supply as possible, but you weren't able to get the flesh out. So you go ahead and fill it full of silly putty, and then because the finger really starts to turn black, you dip it in plastic. Well, a physician's eyes usually get really big and go, no, mm-hmm. we don't do that in medicine. We don't taxidermy body parts. If you're uh, tonsils are bad or your appendix is bad then or your gallbladder, we take it out. We excise it. Well, they understand that keeping something that's infected like that 
becomes a chronic low-grade infection. And people that have compromised immune systems don't tolerate chronic low-grade infections very well. And so, you know, we've been talking about how a root canal has been done. We've been talking about the science behind it. And you know what's interesting? This is not new information. Dr. Kulatz, in your research, how far back were you able to find dentists that were documenting that root canals were creating a problem? 1910. That's a long time. A long time. They knew it back then. They knew, just like they knew that ulcers uh, were caused by bacteria. They knew that back then, too. Uh, so there's a lot of literature uh, that uh, has been published on this subject. There's another good book actually written in the 1940s called Death and Dentistry by Martin Fisher. And he chronicles the same thing. He chronicles the, the link between root canal teeth and oral infections and other diseases. And uh, it's been known for a long time. But um, just like a lot of things, you know, when, when money's involved and, and, and the, uh, the status quo is, is challenged, you don't really see change coming readily. Right. You know, with some of the root canal teeth, and you were talking about the cone beam x-rays, uh, even with just regular x-rays, oftentimes you'll see the gutta percha or the material that was placed on the in- inside of the tooth go beyond the end of the tip of the tooth into the bone and create a, a, an infection just because it's a foreign body, basically, and then in the bone. Can you tell us what the gutta percha is comprised of? Well, that's a good question. I mean, I, I know it's not really. I know it's a rubber material, uh, uh, and it's got uh, some chemicals to make it radiopaque so it'll appear, you know, on an X-ray. But I don't know what else is in, in it, actually. I'm not really sure. I, I've seen high levels of arsenic in people with, with root canals. Um, when you're talking to patients that come in, on occasion I'll have someone tell me, oh, you don't have to worry about that tooth because my dentist told me he did a biological root canal. Okay, for those of you that are out there, we're going to have this discussion again. The root word of bios is life. It's not possible for you to have a healthy, dead anything. So let's be very clear that once the tooth has been root canal, it's dead. There is no bringing that tooth back to life. There is nothing that can be done to save that tooth once it's been root canaled. And there is no way you could convince me that you have a healthy, dead tooth in your mouth. It's kind of like inviting you to go to the morgue and looking at 10 corpses, and we're all going to vote on which is the healthiest of the dead corpses. <laughs> dead is dead. It is. And so when you were doing your research on the bacteria, can you tell us what's so different about the second book, The Toxic Tooth? Well, we, we really chronicled the, the, the history of this uh, process, and we incorporated a lot of brand new research that's supporting what what we said originally in in the first book. You know, there's so much new research pointing to the role of oral infections on things like heart disease and uh, and diabetes and preterm labor. So, uh, you know, this book is just chock full of references where anybody can go ahead and you know read our read the chapter. Look at the references. Go look them up themselves. Go to PubMed. We have them all there. All the references are right there. You can go to PubMed and see for yourself. See, this is, this is out there in the literature. We're not making this stuff up. And it's, it's known. Uh, the same way, you know, you, you think, well, how come if it's known, why aren't they changing? And you remember several years ago you had, um, you know, the seven tobacco uh, CEOs before Congress raising their hand and swearing that they had no clue that you know tobacco is addictive and nicotine's a problem and so on and so forth. I mean, it's very difficult to make change. So you know, with this last book, we lay it out there. We lay the history. We lay. The, all the studies, it's, it's chronicled, it's right there. Anybody can go look it up themselves and see, holy cow, this is the way it is. 
Yeah, and I'm going to encourage you listeners to go back and listen to last week's show, which was uh, about dental DNA and the different bacteria that they were finding inside root canal teeth. And it was absolutely amazing that they're now finding links with Lyme's disease and E. coli inside of a tooth and things that you would never expect to find with a tooth and how these these root canal teeth toxins can actually turn off some of the genes that are your God-given genes to recognize cancer and fight it, and how it can be um, linked with some of our diseases like rheumatoid arthritis and a lot of the inflammatory diseases that are connected with it. So tell us a little bit about uh, Dr. Levy, because it we've implied that Dr. Levy co-authored these books and that he may be a dentist, and he's not actually a dentist. No, Dr. Tom Levy is a cardiologist and a lawyer. <laughs> he went to law school after he got his MD degree. And, and Dr. Levy has written you know, several books on, uh, on, on calcium problems and uh, vitamin C. But he's also, this is dear to his heart, this, the, the dental as- issue, dental aspect of, uh, of disease. So... The first book, Roots of Disease, we wrote together. It was, it was funny. We would, we would write a chapter and email it back and forth until we liked it, and that was the way we wrote that book. And then he, Tom came to me uh, about two years ago and said, you know, we should, we should update the Roots of Disease. We should revise it. So initially I said, no. Uh, I had enough of the attack from the dental board, and I did not want to engage again. So I said, no, I'm, I don't want to do it. But after thinking about it a bit and saying, you know what, I have to. I have to do it. I've got to, A, tell my story of what happened to me, and, B, there's so much new information that it can't be ignored now. So we started out revising the first book and ended up just saying, hey, we've got to write a whole new book. So that's how the Talk the Tooth came about. Right. And, you know, we're not promoting creating dental cripples by taking out teeth just for the sake of taking out teeth. If, if you've gotten to a point that your tooth is so diseased, then, then you have to look at what your options are. And if your option is to keep a tooth that could shorten your lifespan or put you into an inflammatory state so that your life is not as enjoyable as it could be, then you have to look at what you're gaining and what you're giving up. Uh, I know that my own grandmother, who came over from England, and I was telling this today to a patient, that uh, when she came over to Ellis Island, one of the first things that she had to have done was all of her teeth removed. You know, Europe is maybe, or at least in England, it's not a big as big a priority to uh, see the dentist as often. She had all her teeth taken out and dentures made when she was 18, and she lived to be a ripe old age. And really didn't have so many health problems. And when you start talking to people who their grandparents had their teeth taken out and they were really fairly healthy, and you look at what the price is that we're paying to keep these teeth just for the sake of aesthetics, when there are options out there, whether it's a removable appliance or the option of looking at implants, and I'm not necessarily a fan of of implants, especially if they're titanium, but that's a whole nother issue than what we're talking about today. So what are you doing with your time now? (laughs) Well, I'm trying to find something else to do. Um, uh, I I do a few other things. I do, I make replica spacesuits, NASA spacesuits for museums. Um, I do some uh, film work. I'm going to be doing a, uh, a TV show for the Science Channel on uh, space collecting, space artifact collecting, and, you know, searching. It's, it's tough when you, when you know one thing and you're good at one thing, and then you can't do that one thing that you're good at anymore. Uh, right. It's not so easy. So I'm still looking. Well, we're going to have to open up uh, some type of teaching facility for you so that we can get some of the younger dentists on board with what's going on so let's get, let's get back to what our options are as far as having a tooth uh, uh, ideally the patient comes in and there's no decay once there's decay or a hairline fracture in a tooth that can uh, cause the tooth trauma 
bacteria to enter, or the tooth has had its own trauma, either because of a bad bite and somebody traumatizing the tooth every day or being hit in the face or a car accident. There's any number of reasons that a tooth can die. Is that true? That is true. That is true. The most common reason is, uh, you know, decay, as you mentioned, that gets into into the pulp, the nerve of the tooth. But you're right, it could be trauma. A lot of other things can cause a tooth to die. Sometimes we don't even know, it just dies. You know, even the, even the act of restoring a tooth or drilling on that tooth may, for a crown, for example, can traumatize that tooth enough so down the road it just dies. Uh, so the, the best dentistry is no dentistry if you have healthy teeth. So elective procedures should be thought about before you do it, because nothing, you, nothing we do, as you mentioned earlier, is as good as Mother Nature. So by I'll go back to one other comment you made before about old people and teeth. What I always saw was older people either had good teeth or no teeth. You didn't see a lot of old people with bad teeth. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take another break. And when we come back, we'll finish our conversation with Dr. Kulots. We'll be right back. Leadership is a destination, but how do you get there? More importantly, how do you maximize your power and influence and develop more leaders in your organization? Learn from proven leaders and proven practices. Join Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler for Leadership Development News. This program will help you develop the next leaders in your organization, balance your work life, manage your boss, and manage yourself. We'll feature cutting-edge interviews with industry experts and authors. Leadership Development News, every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, on the Voice America Business. Channel. Do you feel that you aren't at your best when it comes to your personal health? Even if your doctor gives you a clean bill of health and says everything is in working order, perhaps you aren't feeling at the top of your game. Dr. Rebecca Risk overcame pain and fatigue despite all tests to the contrary. Learn how she put her health back on track and how you can too on Falling Through the Cracks. Live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. You are listening to the Tooth Body Connection. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Dr. Don at drdon.net. That's drdon at drdon.net. Now, back to the Tooth Body Connection. I'm Dr. Dawn Ewing. I'm the Executive Director for the International Academy of Biological Dentistry and Medicine. And we've been discussing toxic teeth today. That would be root canal teeth, ones that have bacteria in there, periodontal disease, anything that can push bacteria throughout your system and possibly create a health problem for you. So we have done a very good job about talking about what a root canal is and why you can't sterilize a root canal tooth. Um, why it's not possible even with the latest technology and laser and ozone to clean out the flesh that's in the tooth. So just new bacteria kind of moves in and takes over. But we haven't done a very good job about explaining what an abscess is. So Dr. Kulots, if we have a tooth that's decayed and we've allowed the decay to get into the nerve or we've had trauma to the tooth and it's just kind of died on its own, you hear people say, oh, I had to go to the dentist, I had a tooth that abscessed. Describe to us what that means. Well, an abscess is an area of infection that surrounds the tip or apex 
of the root in the jawbone. So it's an infection inside the jawbone around the tip of the root. Now, I get emails from people saying, my dentist told me that I have an abscess on this tooth and I need to have a root canal done. And they say, they say, well, I don't want a root canal. I hear that root canals are bad. Well, the worst thing you could do is do nothing with that abscess. That's far worse than doing the root canal because that infection is going to stay in that bone. That same infection is going to be throughout that whole root canal system in that tooth. And you never want to leave an abscess untreated. Do the root canal or take the tooth out. But there's, there, there is no choice to leave the abscess untreated. Yeah. Okay. And, and I want to add in there as well that, you know, when the patient starts having discomfort with the tooth, everybody has experienced this before where you have a, a pimple on your, on your forehead and it's in an area maybe over your eyebrow. And before the pimple is even anything you can see, you feel the pressure building up of everything that's going to be involved in that pimple. Well, that's what happens with a toothache where you start ending up with the, the proceeds of the purulent exudate, pus in this case, that are building up at the tip of the tooth like Dr. Kulatz was talking about. And it's putting pressure on the bones, putting pressure on the gum. And actually the patient usually doesn't get respite from the pain until the pimple pops at the gum line. So telltale sign when a dentist looks in the mouth and they see what looks like a little pimple at the tip of the root. But by then, usually the patient is not experiencing the same amount of pain because all of that pus is able to vent out through that. And when you push on it, you'll actually see the exudate or the pus come out from around there. But leaving the abscess can compromise the teeth on either side. That active abscess will continue to destroy bone around that tooth and possibly create a problem for the teeth on either side. So like Dr. Kulat said, at that point, you really don't have a choice. It's one of two things. Get the root canal and buy yourself some time from a gross infection and end up with a chronic low-grade infection from what's left in the root canal or have the tooth removed and all of the dead bone around it. Have the periodontal ligament cleaned out. and We've discussed this on a, another show, so please go back and listen to some of our old shows that we've archived for you so that you can find out what is a safe way to remove a tooth so that you don't have to go back later and have that area cleaned out. Is that true? That is true. It's very, very important to remove not only the tooth, but the infected tissue and the infected bone. It's not just removing the tooth because you have, you'll have a lingering infection, that low-grade infection in that bone if you don't remove all the infection during the extraction. Yes, and uh, going back to one other thing to make a point about, you know, a, a abscess tooth not hurting, just because that, that pimple is popped and the pain and the, the pressure has been released and there's no pain does not mean that tooth is okay. So many people say, well, the, I, the pimple popped, uh, the, the dentist drained the abscess, I'm pain-free, I don't want to do the root canal. No, you do the, do the root canal or you take it out. You do never, ever, ever leave an infected tooth untreated. Right. And so if a patient comes in and, and say, gosh, doc, I have a toothache, and, and you see pathology on the, the x-ray, you see a little radiolucency at the root tip, and yet it's not huge yet, so it's not vented, and you give them an antibiotic, and they take it, and the pain goes away completely. Oh, doc, you cured me. Is that, in fact, a cure? No. No, that's just relieving the symptom. That same bacteria inside that tooth are still in there. The antibiotics cannot get into that tooth. It's only going to relieve the symptoms and not take away the infection. It's a, it's a false sense of security. Right, so we but, need people know, to understand that. I also that. want to say one more thing before we go, that I'm not telling people don't do root canals. I'm telling people educate yourself and decide after you know the pros and cons whether you want one. It's your decision to have one. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you what the risks are. 
True. And I would like to add to that, you know, if you have a root canal done, it will buy you some time. You can always have a root canal tooth taken out. But to take a tooth out is a permanent decision. It's not one that's taken lightly, and we're not trying to make light of it in this particular episode. What we're trying to do is educate you about what the cost is of keeping a chronic low-grade infection in your body. So if you're experiencing some health problems, we want you to look inside of your mouth and see what's going on. It's really important. Exactly. Okay, I think this has been a great show for those of you that have root canals. I'm sure that it's going to create a little bit of angst for you as you're trying to figure out what to do. You certainly can go online and get Dr. Kulot's book, The Roots of Disease, or the new one, which is The Toxic Tooth. There are videos that you can watch. I know if you go to my website at drdawn.net, that you can watch a a short video about root canals and the problems that they can cause so that you can get yourself better educated about what to do. And if you are looking for a dentist that can help you get that tooth removed correctly, what you are looking for is a biological dentist. So when we talk about the word biological again, remember that first part of the word, bios, means life. And for us, all the rest is just logical. So I hope that that makes sense, and I really have enjoyed and appreciated you, Dr. Kulatz, coming on this week. And again, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, they need to go to D-R-K-U-L-A-C-Z at yahoo.com. And then if they have a question, you'll be able to answer that for them. And if you have a question for me, as always, you can go to drdawn at drdawn.net. And until next week... We're done. Thank you again for tuning in to the Tooth Body Connection. Please join your host, Dr. Don Ewing, again next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll talk again about a healthy mouth and a healthy body next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.